Welcome to Wholeness and Holiness Podcast. Here we will deepen your understanding of human and spiritual integration so you can live the life of peace and fulfillment God has for you. I'm your host, Margaret Vasquez. I hold a degree in theology and am a licensed professional clinical counselor and certified trauma therapist. Join me weekly for practical applications of the spiritual life. No part of this audio is to be used as mental health treatment or clinical advice. Please see a licensed mental health professional for personal consultation. Hi, and welcome to Wholeness and Holiness Podcast. I'm your host, Margaret Vasquez, joined with my co-host, Father David Tickerhoof. And as Father David promised in the last podcast, we're going to be discussing removing blocks to God's love. And um, Father David, thanks for joining me. It's always good to talk to you. Margaret, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure, really. It's good to be with you here in this uh, time of talking with others about the wonderful things of the Lord and his great love for us. And this just this follows so well on the last podcast we did because we were talking about Jesus as manifestation of the Father's love for us. And so so it, it's only fitting that then we talk about, okay, well, if 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 that's it, if if the Lord as manifestation of the Father's love is really the heart of the spiritual life, then what can we do to remove those blocks? the blocks to receiving his love. Um, so, so let's, let's go at it. Cause this is really, this is so important. And when, when these things, um, when we start making movement in these things in our lives, boy, areas of, of freedom and peace and joy really open up for people. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's important to, to really talk about how the life of grace and the presence of the Lord affects the whole personality it's not just a spiritual thing or it's not a devotional thing like the mercy chaplet or the it's 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 like our whole personality and our whole being personal being is wrapped up in this relationship with the lord and so our relationship with the lord the lord wants to touch every area of our being as we grow in our communication and in our love for the lord and the ability to really have a personal conversation with one who loves us so intimately and so deeply that sometimes it just really is a great consolation and it just makes us hunger for a deeper life and union with the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. So, so as we're talking about removing those blocks to God's love, I guess we kind of need to talk about what are some of the typical blocks to God's love that, that people, um, find as obstacles or limited by or or suffer from or that kind of thing so um i know we were just kind of to crack it open but as we were talking a little bit before we jumped on this podcast um there seems like there are two fundamental areas that you laid out which we're talking about um external blocks and then talking about internal blocks so kind of kind of dividing those and then and then I mentioned that kind of the way I most typically see it is that external blocks come from more of a lack of human maturity and the internal blocks are more associated with lack of spiritual maturity. So maybe for our listeners, it'd be helpful if we kind of, um, kind of illuminate what some of those, some of those, um, 
lacks of maturity look like, whether they're whether it's human or spiritual? Yeah. Yes, I, I understand. Yeah, it's a good thing. Which one do you want to take a look at first, the external or internal? Well, I think let's take a look at the external. How's that sound? Because I think in a lot of ways that <clears throat> that kind of lays the groundwork. That kind of becomes like the foundation. And yeah. Mm-hmm. In, in some ways, maybe like um, when those things, when there is ma- human maturity, then it's almost like you have new wineskins <laughs> for for then the, the new wine of the spiritual maturity. How's that? Yeah, and the first thing that I would say, just as an overview, is we take ourselves too seriously, even in the spiritual life. You know, we're not supposed to be this mechanical kind of fearful person that's working hard to get all these things together. Yeah, we're supposed to be human with a good sense of humor, and then we relax with the Lord, and we admit our faults, we're open to the weaknesses we have and the external things that we do or don't do that we should really give attention to, like developing some kind of a prayer life at some point. These, all these things, you know, I mean, really, we have to have a certain internal appreciation for the goodness of our external abilities in relating to God, which is love. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think we can we can tend to forget that um, that prayer is relationship, uh, yes. right? It's fundamentally relating. It's relating. It's relationship, and we can put it in some other category that's like really formal, and so then therefore it becomes dry and um, yeah, just kind of like confining and restricting and um what would the word like too formalized you know too formalized mm-hmm. and too um kind of then for that out of that can become very rote like okay i've figured out the very formal very these are the right things to do and so but boy if we did that in any other human relationship it would be <laughs> we get bored really fast which yeah oftentimes we do in prayer people can and um and it it, it wouldn't seem genuine, you know, it wouldn't seem real. It wouldn't seem authentic, right? Mm-hmm. If we were relating that way to each other, where everything's like, I say this, you say that, and this is what we always we yeah. always say. And this is, these are my expectations that I'm coming and that I'm going to limit you by in your ability to respond or interact with me and anything outside of that, like I don't have a framework for. And so, yeah. So if we, if we, if we superimpose the same, limits on human relationship that we do on our relationship with the Lord, it, it fall apart pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. I, I saw this uh, recently. I was hearing a lot of uh, confessions of young people, you know, and they would, their confessions, they would come and they were all with the spiritual stuff. I didn't, uh, I, I miss prayer. I haven't been praying. I don't say the rosary. I do this and I haven't been to mass for a couple, you know, they're going on and on about the spiritual stuff. And at the same time, I would, I would wait till they're finished with that. And I'd say, no, wait, hey, wait a second. I said, I understand all that. I says, but now uh, you're in a household, aren't you? And you have friends. Yeah. How are you getting along with your friend? Oh, my roommate. If you just knew what my roommate does, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't stand that. And on this whole thing of negative attitude towards the, maybe the real foibles of their roommate. So there's a separation going on here 
that's unrealistic and it's not taking a whole personhood approach to human and spiritual integration. So what they're doing is they're they're confessing all their sins that are spiritual, but they're neglecting the fact that they're not working on their developing why their relationship isn't working well with their roommate and what has to be happened. Maybe they do, they're afraid to communicate. Maybe they're operating out of fear. Maybe in a sense, they don't want to bother. Maybe they don't even want to be with that roommate, you know, but, but you can't do the, you can't do these two separate things. That's not right for the development and maturity spiritually and humanly of a human person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So the, some areas of, you know, as we were talking about the lack of human maturity, what might, what might some of those be, especially as you've, you've heard a lot of confessions in your years. Yeah. Well, uh, they, they used to, here's, a, I'd hear them and, and they'd go through this whole spiritual thing. And then I would ask them about their roommate or their household person. And they would say, Oh, well, well, I can't stand my household coordinator. And then this and that. So I started to not give spiritual penances. Mm -hmm. I started to give human development, maturing penances. Yeah. So I said, good. I said, now, I would say uh, your penance for today's confession is I would like you to spend about 10 to 15 minutes sitting and talking with your household coordinator, just asking them, how are you doing as a person? Is things going well with you here? And I'd get this kind of stare yeah. with blank eyes. Right. Like this didn't compute. This is not what the sacrament's about. Yes, <laughs> it is what the sacrament's about. Very much what the sacrament's yeah. about. Right, right, right. <laughs> I used to enjoy the fact that that would that would upset their spiritual apple cart very quickly. <laughs> right, right, right. You throw throw a big old wrench in there when my spiritual life is somehow supposed to impact my human relationships. What, <laughs> like, yeah, I've seen as a counselor uh, such an area lack of human maturity that that I see that becomes a block to. Um, people's experience of God's love is um, their their own self-concept fundamentally, right? Either uh, you kind of see two sources of, of that being negative. One can be a lack of self-forgiveness for, for some legitimate, you know, area that they, where they're in need of forgiveness, but, but the Lord's forgiven them. They just need to forgive themselves. Yeah, no, and right. some, so sometimes there's that. And, and a lot of times it's a negative self-concept um, based on some, some, some sort of like painful, hurtful, erroneous message about who they are as a human being, their own, their worth, their value, their identity, that identity. Yeah. Yeah. That they've taken on based on, um, based on some, painful thing usually from a parent or from somebody in authority mm -hmm. that they've that they've taken that message on and so and then kind of like internalized it and so now that's how how they've come to see themselves and then um and then you know i i often quote aquinas on this but the what's received is received according to the mode of the receiver and so if my mode is i'm not lovable then that's quickly gonna uh, impact my spiritual maturity in terms of my ability to really believe that God loves me. Right. Yeah. How, how can yeah. he, if, if I'm not lovable, like all of a sudden, 
there's a big, you know, the road just stops, like, right. The bridge just goes halfway and uh, drops off. So if I, if I'm convinced of that and, and I feel that, see, it's the feeling level as well as the mental con concept. But if I feel that what happens? Well, I, I get, I get angry with people. I make judgments with people. I, I uh, misinterpret their intentions. I don't mm -hmm. look at their motivation. Uh, I get tired of all this stuff and the pain that I'm going through with it. And so I go out and get drunk on Saturday night or, and, and you know, and I, or I'm, mm -hmm. I, I uh, simply uh, f feel like I'm not worth anything. And so I'm lazy and I don't, I, I sit and read novels and I don't really in a sense, get down to the fact that I've got studies to accomplish or I have projects in the family life that I need. And I'm, I, I have things that I get to get, get to get to with the children or I have a good friend that I need to really make some kind of human contact with, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and we don't want to deal with the external things and we want to just kind of keep a, I'm in control with these spiritual things and that's, what's going to make me holy. And that's how I'm going to progress and become the kind of saint that I know I want to be. But the real question is what's the kind of saint that the Lord wants you to be. Right. Right. You know, and a lot of times, I mean, the, I just throw this in there because sometimes I think we can get so caught up on concept of holiness and being a saint that we forget about the relationship with the Lord. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, and, and it's, it's crazy. It sounds crazy to even say, but I think it's true. It can be so much about <clears throat> holiness and sanctity and um as though somehow i'm gonna accomplish that right and instead of like it's yeah i really just it, you know it, it's through relating to the lord and receiving from him and coming to him with our needs and being open and authentic um with what's going on so he can really get in there and clean out wounds or um or direct us or whatever like that's he's he's the way right he's the he's the the way the truth and the life like it's i think it's through our relationship with him that 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 sanctification and that holiness gets worked out i don't think that it's somehow i'm gonna engineer my own holiness and sanctification so that i have a better relationship with the lord am i right Got well, I was thinking that? that image you've seen, it's very popular of, of the Lord is at the door knocking and that the, the knocking of the, at the door is the heart. Right. And they're waiting for the person to open up the heart so the Lord can come in. And it's, it says in book of revelations, he wants to come in and sup with us, eating meal, meal sharing intimacy that, but you have to open the, open up the door to let the, the, the Lord come in to do the work. But if we're operating out of fear and it's all about me and I'll control my spirituality and we don't see that the Lord wants to have input and that the <laughs> heart of intimacy is that ability to be open to the revelation and inspirations and communication of the Lord's grace in our life. You know, we've got to open a door, you know, right, and there's right. a, the, the handle, the door only has one handle when it's on the outside. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think, I, I think I've shared this before, but there was a point. So as a, as a counselor for so many years, I was practicing, um, 
you know, what you do when you're, when you're going to work with somebody is you come up with a treatment plan. Okay. These are, these are the problems. This is how we're going to address them. And these are the goals and that kind of thing. And I remember going into prayer, um, one day and that was all what was in my mind, but, you know, from a more from a, a spiritual perspective. Right. And I remember kneeling down and these things came, you know, kind of immediately to mind. And I remember the Lord very clearly saying, I don't need your treatment plan. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> okay, we'll go with, we'll go with yours. Like, <laughs> that's, I'm open to that. Like, so it, and then, and, uh, you know, the Lord can get away with saying things like that. If somebody else says it to you, it sounds judgy or, or critical, but, yeah. but the Lord can say things like that. And it doesn't, it, it's, um, kind of takes you, you know, it took me back, but, but it was readily apparent as soon as he said that, like, oh yeah, he's wonder counselor. Oh yeah. He knows me better than I ever could. And oh yeah, the Holy spirit is the sanctifier, not, not whatever I can engineer, you know? And so then then all of a sudden we're we're more in the right place in the relationship where we should be on the the receiving yeah. end of the Lord's wisdom and action and instead of in in you know where we're living in God's life instead yeah. of we're showing up with even the best of intentions and the best of our own treatment plan for our sanctification yeah. and asking God to bless it. You know? yeah. in, in a certain sense, we become professionals, escape artists. You know, so so when we want to avoid that because we feel fearful, we feel there's going to be some pain there, or I'm going to have to change something, you know, a lot of stirring inside, but become an escape artist either in in distractions and not food or uh, sexual things, pornography. Uh, you we get we get distracted in sometimes well i think i'll i'll just walk tonight and i'll walk out and see how nice nature is and that's fine but i haven't spent any time during that day having a conversation or sat and communed with the lord so but why because there's a resistance there it's not just a matter of taking the handle of the door and opening it it's a matter of looking at the at the external things the distractions and the worldliness that we can get into that keep us from really opening the door and facing the intimacy and, and the facing that the, the lovely kind of uh, approach in communion that the Lord wants to have because of the Father's creating us to be really to be shaped and formed by the beauty of his Son through the work of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And even, you know, for me in that situation, it wasn't even distractions, you know, it was self-reliance. It, it was really like, okay, I'm going to be serious about this. I'm going to apply myself. What areas, you know, in, from my own unrenewed mind, let me see what areas I can figure out. You're in control. That You know what I mean? Yeah. It's all, it's all me. So it's, it's all what I'm going to accomplish for the Lord, you know? Yeah. So so yeah, so I think it some some ways it's a it can be a distraction. Like, okay, I'm either way, it takes us away from the Lord. It's gonna take the, me away from the Lord to go dig into my own self-reliance, my own mind, my own wisdom, <laughs> yeah. my lack thereof. Or it's gonna take me away from the Lord because I'm just 
kind of sticking my fingers in my ears and going, no, 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 no. Or else occasionally, occasionally saying, and you'll bless it, Lord, and you'll bless it, Lord, and you'll bless it, Lord. And the Lord's sitting back saying, oh, oh, oh you're, you just went down the wrong road. Right. <laughs> I'm not about to bless those things. I might do it for a while to get you used to communion, but then eventually I'm, I want you to start listening to the love I have and my father has for your heart and the things I have for your heart. And in that intimacy, you'll begin to be able to discern and sort out and make good choices, maturity in your maturity as a person in relationships and in your growth spiritually in the kind of practices you use where there's an integration and connection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know it's often said the word intimacy, you can think about it in as the words put together into me see, right? And it and that means the Lord seeing into me, right? When we're talking about intimacy of prayer. And so um and and so it, it require it can require courage to to let him let him do that, but then um we'll let him do that. I mean obviously he does it whether he doesn't, whether we let him or not, he does see, but to, um, to come from a place of, of, I guess, you know, going back to the word honesty and authenticity. So that, mm -hmm. so that we can hear from him and fundamentally in that, in that stance of receptivity as, because I think we just always are We're always in that place of receptivity receptive or needing to be in that place of receptivity as opposed to what I'm going to do for the Lord, what I'm going to accomplish for the Lord, you know, what, mm -hmm. um, it just, I think it's so fundamental that we're in the receptive stance and he's in the initiator stance. And, um, yeah, I was, I was thinking too, like years ago when I was listening to confessions and I can remember one time this guy came into confession and he could, he, uh, he confessed, and, and so I recognized his voice after three times, you mm -hmm. know, in the, in the particular location I was at. And he was confessing, getting up the middle of the night and watching pornography. Mm -hmm. And I said uh, to him, I asked him, I said, and I said, well, uh, he said, well, he said, I, I don't. He said, I just do that. I said, well, look, let, let me ask you something. I said, you know. You're married. Are you single or married? He said, I'm married. I said, you're married. I said, yeah. He, he said, I am. I said, what you're doing is destroying your marriage. He says, what do you mean? I says, she says, he, she doesn't know. She's sleeping. She's a sound sleeper. I said, come on. That'll go for a week or two. But after a while, she's going to get the perception uh, and she's going to blame herself and say, she's going to say, I'm not enough for him. I always thought I would be sufficient. I thought we were equal, but I'm not enough. I can't satisfy him. I can't satisfy him. And then she starts to turn in on herself. And then she starts and Satan says, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. You're not enough for him. You probably should get out of that relationship. And before you know it, in the subtle deceptions of the evil one and our own human weaknesses, a separation takes place. And, the, and, and then the emotional conflict see and connection gets is like the out and you see all the junk that's laying on the beach and what happens is they come to the conclusion that well maybe we should really separate yeah how fully and so 
come on. You know, you got to change some of that stuff that we do that it was really wrong. We got to get help with it, you know? And so I recommended a couple things to him and he was kind of, you know, unsure whether he wanted to do that or not. And I said, well, just keep in mind that your value here, this, this situation here is about the continuation of your marriage and your development of the, as a couple, your relationship with the Lord and your care for your family. You better make some changes here. And if you can't make them on your own, you better get some help with it. Yeah. Yeah. So the, so going back to um, what you had originally said, which was that there's fundamentally like external blocks to God's love and internal blocks to God's love. So, so that situation would be a good example of the uh, preoccupations with with worldly what? things, right? With sin and worldly things, and in a lot of ways, distraction. Um, per, you know, particularly even pornography can be about or uh, um, distractions or or ways of dealing with again back to a uh, poor self-image and a and a lack of human connection, and so it's a, a pseudo attempt at connection. You know, what's We're, we're, we're missing connection here. Somehow. I think we are. I think we're having some, some man it sure is a good example of how important connection is. <laughs> the internet connection All of a sudden, struggling there. You, you stop talking and there's nothing coming. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm talking. Really, I'm, so fortunately we're recording on, on my computer, but um, so uh, I was, I'm glad. To. Yeah. Right. So I was talking about, um, about how, uh, you know, typical, pornography a, a lot of times that can be again back to a lack of connection to self a lack of a positive self-image and so it's in a I don't feel value I don't feel worth and so or I feel poorly about myself I'm going to try to numb out these feelings and um but it, it's a pseudo attempt at connection you know yeah. and so so some of the um so you said you you recommended some some things like so what would be some recommendations for our listeners because we're talking about removing blocks to god's love we've talked a lot about identifying them right in terms of lack of human maturity lack of spiritual maturity what are some ways people can remove these blocks for i think first to identify what a personal what a person internally thinks about themselves and you pick up you can pick up two or three negative things or attitudes most of the times it's deep fears about security, about their worth, about their love. about And so when you can identify two or three things that are concrete, that are consistent and patterns or that are moving towards like an addiction pattern that's a, a part of their personality, then when you identify those, then you can start to give them good counsel about how to counteract some of those things like like their fear, for example. Well, then, you, you know, if, if fear is a, is a deep thing, and a lot of the people really, in a sense, give in to their fears, even unconsciously. Well, you start looking at what their major fears are that are blocking their relationship and their love. And then, 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 then basically, when you're talking with them, or you're on even on the phone or whatever, you can pray with them. For you can pray with them for where their fears came from, and you can talk to them about fear, and you can give them some concrete 
ways of dealing with when they start seeing themselves slip into, I'm no good. And what the heck, I'll just go have a couple beers with, you know, so what if I come home a little intoxicated? She doesn't really care anyhow, you know, that kind of stuff. And then you get them to see what they're doing. And then you give them and help them to see a particular pastoral, pastoral, a pastoral, not a spiritual, a pastoral plan to deal with what's the one, two, or three things that are major obstacles in their in their their life, and particularly in their relationships with God, with themselves, and with others. So I'll throw out some of the things that that I've seen as helpful in terms, and I think we've put this in previous podcasts, but again, just to circle back to us a very useful tools. I think these came up recently, but um, but taking a look at negative messages that that they're struggling with about themselves and considering where those messages came from, whether it's particularly from an event, um, from a painful, hurtful situation, something that happened, right. or um or whether it's uh something that um that was kind of you know that that they really just kind of came up with on their own because because pe- people kind of can either i guess i would say through like um if there's neglect then you know as a child then a child can conclude conclude things by the kind of the absence of an event <laughs> absence of yeah. of loving events and that kind of thing or we can conclude things from it's kind of again you know omission or commission or we can conclude things from hurtful events where somebody was intentionally rejected, was bullied, something mean was said to them, that kind of thing, and they internalized it. But but um, one of the things I've found useful with with clients over the years, and even even have done myself, is considering like people, like parents or people in authority, and thought like in who were who were hurtful particularly, and thought this person was like this to me, but God is like this. You know, so this person was demanding and perfectionistic and nothing I did was enough and, you know, those kind of things. Right. But the way God sees me is, you know, he's all good and he's all loving and all and all knowing and delights in me and longs to spend time with me, longs to be with me, longs to me for me to be with him. You know what I mean? Like these kind of things. So and it can sound like kind of remedial, but boy it's, it's really important to get those things untwisted in our minds because we can, you know, it's said parents are meant to image God, but I think it's, it's even more than that. Parents do image God, like for, for good or for ill, you know, sometimes that image is, is really poor and broken because the parents themselves are broken. And, um, so I've just found that a useful thing for clients to, to help kind of remove the, you know, something, remove those blocks, right? Remove those erroneous messages that they've internalized. And then um, another thing would be to, if there's a, a if there are particular events, um, I think we shared this on a previous podcast, but particularly hurtful events is to do this um, kind of bilateral stim, uh, bilateral relearning process is what I call it. It's something the Lord has shown me a number of years ago. And that's where, um, in its simplest form is you would go for a walk and just kind of, you know, invite the Lord into it. So 
the reason a, a walk, if you're able to walk, if you're not able to walk, but you're able to move your hands, you know, squeeze a ball and in alternating hands, what you want to do is get both sides of the body engaged, preferably yeah. I'd say for a walk, but if, if you're wheelchair bound or something, you use whatever you can to, to activate both sides of your body. And then, um, and the reason for that is it stimulates both sides of the brain and the two different sides of the brain have two different types of memory. We have explicit memory, the things we intentionally try to remember and implicit memory, the things we just kind of take in and internalize and don't even realize we have. And, um, and when we use both sides of the body, we use both sides of the brain because the two different sides of the brain control the opposite sides of the body. And so by engaging both sides of the body, then just invite the Lord into that as you're walking or doing whatever you're doing and ask him, um, ask him to, to help you throughout this process and just kind of ponder, consider, ask him what your takeaway messages were in that event. And perhaps they were, you know, uh, perhaps it it was something that was, you know, it was a, a failure on, on your own part and was responded to really harshly. And so, um, so the takeaway message might be, for example, um, I'm no good. And so why even try, you know, no, whatever I do is not going to be enough anyway, you know, that kind of thing. And then, then consider like, what are, what's the reality now? And then perhaps the reality now is, um, well, I'm not still relating to that person who was so demanding and perfectionistic. And there are plenty of times that, that I do things and, and they turn out well, you know, then the third part is to, um, to consider the positive characteristics about yourself in the event, you know, whatever that might've been, even if it's resilience and strength and moving on after going through a painful event. Um, and then just continue to, to use activate, you know, engage both sides of the body as you're just kind of ponder over these things. And I kind of look at it like it's, it's like running a system upgrade. Like there's an old operating system our mind had previously. And maybe that worked when we were three years old or seven years old or whatever. But then at whatever age we are, we can kind of look back through this process and go, wait, like, okay, those those things were true at that age, maybe painful, but maybe, maybe they had some truth to them or something, but, but not anymore. Like that's, it's just, those things aren't, aren't true anymore. They're not relevant anymore. And they're, they're certainly not helpful anymore. And so, um, so it's just another way of just a really like on the human level, removing those blocks. Yep. Let me give you a real quick example of of something in that direction. Sure is uh, uh, this happened a while back. I'm looking at the, uh, I'm at, sitting at the table. And as I'm sitting at the table, uh, ta- I noticed that one of the individuals that was sitting at the table, uh, that the, it was never looking at me. They were always looking at the other person all the time. <laughs> and they, they, every time I would ask a question or we get into the conversation, they wouldn't look at me, look at the other person. And I, I noticed this and I said, what the heck is going on here? You know? I mean, this person's not looking at me. So I, I, I said, this is consistent. So I went to the Lord, you know, and I sat down in the Lord. And I said, you know, I said, Lord, what's going on there? And it came very simply and very clearly. You're intimidating him. And I said, intimidating him. 
yes, you're intimidating him. So I took it to prayer. And then I saw that sometimes with that person, I was coming on a little too strong at times okay. in my opinions or my behavior or what I did or didn't do. And it, it helped me to really look practically at making some corrections to balance out a little bit and help the that relationship to improve. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's it. So that's, that's a totally like, that's, that would be a, as I'm offering human kind of solutions to, to removing more human solutions to removing blocks um, in relationships, uh, or to God's love. That that's a very spiritual, but very, but every bit, <laughs> and boy, I sure can like cut to the chase, like inviting the Lord into it and asking him, and then waiting for him to show you or to tell you and knowing that knowing that he can and expecting that he will you know mm -hmm. like like reveal to us and the same i think in terms of so that was in in um a block in a human relationship and i think we can do the same in removing blocks to his love and boy he sure would be um he sure would be invested in in that you know <laughs> right so we're like lord what about what in you know in my in my mind and in my heart is a block to me receiving your love right yeah. i think that's that is certainly something that he'll show us and there there are a lot of different ways sometimes we can you know have that sense internally of him speaking sometimes he can lead us to a scripture sometimes a song just pops on the radio right at the same time that we're praying that and we're like yeah oh <laughs> like boy i didn't even think of that or somebody might say something to us that, um, you know, at some point in next couple of days after we've asked the Lord that, and, and we just know in our gut that that's the answer to, to what it was we were asking. So there are a number of different, you know, it's just like in scripture, right? The Lord can speak in all different kinds of ways, either directly or through a prophet or the sky's open and the dove descends and hear the voice or, or a burning bush, or, you know, he's got a lot of options. So. Yeah, it's uh, human. Human and spiritual integration takes time and work. It, it's aided by grace, but it takes human effort to really make the changes that really make a difference in your life and relationship with others. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks, Father David. It's been great talking to you. It's been good being always. with you, Margaret, and it's been good. Uh, talking with you too and sharing with you it's always a joy yeah so for our listeners just just know if you want to get connected to father david and i we're doing um healing missions for parishes dioceses, and groups and um you can visit my our website at sacredhearthealingministries.com um, father david's book and my books are available on amazon father david's book evangelizing catholic culture it's really a very wonderful book. I I love. He really digs into the concept of atonement. So again, very intimate concept of relationship with the Lord. Um, and my books, Fearless, Abundant Life Through Infinite Love, and More Than Words, The Freedom to Thrive After Trauma. All those are up on Amazon. And just know that we continue to pray for you and for your loved ones. And um, just hope that this holiday season is a very beautiful one for all of you. May the Lord give you peace. Thank you for joining me for today's show. Please subscribe and share and check us out on wholenessandholiness.com. Follow and like us on social media. And to learn more about Sacred Heart Healing Ministries, 
please go to sacredhearthealingministries.com. <music>